Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us conform to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education, director of Go Teach Global, and author of the book, Men Alive. Paul, a question for you. What do the following have in common? Karl Marx, Adolf Hitler, John Dewey, Paul Kurtz, Saul Alinsky, and Black Lives Matter. Each wrote a manifesto proclaiming their philosophy of life and what they believe to be truth. You got it. Their documents, called a manifesto, were a declaration of their plans and motives for implementing their worldview. As Christian men listening today, we have a challenge. The Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Colossae and said, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depend on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. Colossians 2.8 The word philosophy is derived from two Greek words, philia or philios meaning love and sophia meaning wisdom. Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, derives its name from the same root word, philia, meaning love. Jim, as an avid sports fan, after watching the Philadelphia Flyers play hockey or the Philadelphia Eagles play American football, one may get a somewhat distorted understanding of what is meant by this word, philios. I don't feel a lot of love from those Philadelphia players. Agreed, but in essence, philosophy means the love of wisdom. First, philosophy is a love of truth. It's an attitude held by the philosopher to help think about the world in which we live. A philosopher must be honest with personal biases and assumptions. It is impossible to have a value-free educator. No teacher, in fact no person, can be totally neutral on all topics. We need to approach the love of wisdom with an awareness that our philosophical position is not following some deceptive human logic, but it's based on truth. Secondly, philosophy is a search for truth. It is an action or activity carried on by the philosopher to discern good from evil or truth from error. This requires an honest, passionate, active search to avoid deceit and discern truth. And third, philosophy is a system of truth. It's an actualization of content that seeks to answer primary questions about life, such as, is it true or is it false? Is it right? Is it wrong? Is it beautiful or ugly? Avoid worldly logic and base your answer on truth. Jim, my friend, you're starting to sound like an old philosopher. For the benefit of men listening who may be scratching their head right now, let me review. Philosophy is the love of wisdom. It is a love of truth, an attitude, a search for truth, an action and a system of truth, an actualization of content. A Christian philosopher would say our Christian worldview determines our values and what is important. Every man listening has a worldview that answers four philosophical questions. What is real? What is man? What is truth? And what is moral? Walk us slowly through the answers to your four philosophical questions, but not with all the philosophical gobbledygook. I know you have a doctorate, but just keep it simple. Gladly, Pablo. Some friends think my worldview is too philosophical. 
and some philosophers think my worldview is too simplistic. So let's call my Christian Manifesto Part 1. First, what is real? Also called metaphysics. As a Christian, I believe God is real. His Hebrew name is El Shaddai, the God who is in control. He is alive. Paul, in our travels, you and I have seen gods made of wood and stone and golden idols, but our El Shaddai has eyes, ears, and power and majesty and character. He identifies himself as our Father, who is in heaven, and names himself the I Am That I Am. When God identifies himself as I Am, we can add character qualities after I Am, and in essence, Hear God saying to us, his creation, I am real, I am holy, I am omnipotent, I am all-powerful. Let's look at Genesis 1.1. My Hebrew language teacher in Jerusalem said, If you can believe Genesis 1.1, you can believe every verse written in the Bible. But if you cannot or will not believe Genesis 1.1, you will question and reject many verses in the Bible. First, we believe the nature of God is real. God is omnipotent, meaning all-powerful. God is, and he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Genesis 1.1 says, In the beginning, God. This establishes a self-existent, self-sufficient, living God out there called I am who I am. He has life in himself as an eternal, immutable, infinite being who is from everlasting to everlasting and changes not. The nature of God is real. Second, we believe the creation of God is real. God is infinite creator of beauty who made male and female in his image. Genesis 1.1 says, In the beginning, God made. He created the heavens and the earth. God spoke, and when he spoke, this omnipotent, holy, sovereign, omniscient God of perfect knowledge, to whom belongs all wisdom and might, created all things, and without him was not anything made that was made. He has revealed his eternal power and divine nature to us through what he made on earth and in the heavens. The creation of God is real. You are listening to Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham. Today, Jim is laying out the elements of his Christian Manifesto, Part 1. For a written copy of this manifesto, contact Dr. Jim at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. That's menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Jim, what's the third point about the reality of God? Third, we believe the revelation of God is real. Genesis 1-2 continues, And God said, For a special reason known only to himself, God desired fellowship and the voluntary worship of an autonomous moral agent. So God made man, male and female, in his own image, and then revealed himself to man through his chosen prophets, Abraham, father of the Jewish nation, in whom all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And in these last days has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. God reveals to us his supreme intelligence, 
wisdom, justice, guidance, and plans in the Holy Scriptures. The revelation of God is real. Fourth, we believe the incarnation of God is real. Genesis 1-3 states, God said, Let there be light. From the entrance of evil and darkness through Adam and Eve's selfish disobedience to God's original plan, God's mercy, justice, goodness, grace, and love have been operative by the Holy Spirit to redeem man back into fellowship with him. Incarnation means God became flesh in the form of Jesus of Nazareth dwelt among us as sinless Lamb of God, and then offered himself as a substitutionary sacrifice for our sins. God's relationship with man is personal and intimate. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. God is omnipresent, always present. The incarnation of God is real. And fifth, we believe the sovereignty of God is real. God is ultimate authority. He knows the end from the beginning. God is omniscient, meaning all-knowing. Scripture says that all Scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. God's revealed moral standards for man cover all areas of his personal life and character development, from emotions such as lust and anger, through human relationships, to fidelity in marriage, and honesty in speech. The sovereignty of God is real. For a moment there, Jim, it sounded like you were repeating the Apostles' Creed. Some listeners may be struggling with the question, How can a person or thing we cannot see physically be real? I like the cartoon, Pablo, of the first-year university philosophy student talking to his mother while holding a chair. Mom, the only thing that is real is what you can touch, taste, or see. For example, he places his chair out in the hallway, turned off the hallway light, closed the door, and then said to his mother, Okay, Mom. You cannot see the chair, so how do you know it exists? How can you prove it is real? As he is asking his question, there's a loud crash and a scream from his father out in the hallway. That's easy to prove the chair is real, his mother said. Ask your father. He just ran into it in the dark. Good one. Okay, once we've established that God is real, the next question is, what is man? And by man, we mean humanity, male and female. Male and female are created beings made in the image of God. We are eternal beings comprised of body, soul, and spirit. Atheists who do not believe we were created by a heavenly father view us as a cosmic glob of spittle floating through the universe with no meaning and no purpose. Christians believe man was made to glorify God, to know him, to obey him, and have fellowship with him. God made man to live in harmony with all his created beings and to have control over God's creation. This is where the third question gets asked, what is truth? We believe truth is revealed to us by God. Truth is objectively comprehensible, and truth is authoritative yet cohesive and should produce unity. 1 Corinthians 1.18 says that God is truth. John 14.6 says that Jesus is truth. And John 14, 17 says, The Holy Spirit is truth. 
So as Christians, we are not following some cosmic fairy tale. We know the truth. Once each of our listeners accepts that God and the Bible are real, that man is made in the image of God, and that truth is revealed to us by God himself, then he can determine what is moral based on God's commandments. We are here to decide, do we believe God is real and choose to spend eternity with him in a place called heaven that he has prepared for us, or deny he is real and choose to spend eternity away from him in a place called hell? The choice is ours to make. There you have it, men. Dr. Jim's introduction to his Christian Manifesto, Part 1. Tune in again to hear Part 2. For a PDF of this manifesto, email Dr. Jim at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. That's menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. And request My Christian Manifesto. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. Visit our website at goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm Paul Estabrooks on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to become Men Alive, transformed into the image of Jesus Christ.